Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. Morning, church. Welcome to Sunday, the 21st of June. I know many of you have had a burning question in church, and that question was, where did I get my good looks from? And of course, aside from that Scottish sarcasm, the truth is, I'm going to introduce you to our mum and dad in a few short minutes. Today is a special day. It's Father's Day. We celebrate Father's Day all around the world. It says, let me read you a Bible verse in Deuteronomy 7, 9. It says, He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. We are going to take a small snapshot today of uh, Father's Day, exploring some <coughs> of those generations. On the video today, I'm joined by my two brothers, Mark and Craig, and I'll introduce them more formally in a few minutes. But also, we're joined by my mum and dad, our mum and dad, May and Andrew Ingalls. You might ask, this is Father's Day, so why is your mum on the video? Well, I would say, I would answer that particular question. Um, I think Eleanor Roosevelt hit the nail on the head. She summed up perfectly by famously quoting, behind every great man is a great woman. Um, and that's how she defined her role to the 32nd president of America. I do, I do personally think that is really true because to uh, have a father figure, a role model, fatherly role model is more than just one individual. It is the partnership of a man and a woman it's a husband and wife. It's a father and mother that jointly create that role model, I believe, anyway. Um, and today, and, and together, mom and dad created that right environment uh, for, for the three of us uh, to nurture us <coughs> and grow us. But I know some of you out there know the Ingleses and know that the Ingleses can be relatively boisterous. Uh, I want to assure you all that today's video will be a U certificate. So. Uh, everybody will be on their best behavior. So let me first start by uh, introducing you to my mom, our mom, and dad. Um, you're both looking very well. Mom, your lipstick, your Thank hair, you. looking lovely. <laughs> dad? I tried hard. Not so, not so sure. But, you know, let, let me ask you, Dad, a couple of questions. Um, we're celebrating Father's Day today, and I think it's fitting that you tell us, the, the, uh, the three of us on, on the video here, plus, plus uh, those listening on church, a little bit about your dad, because we actually never met your dad. He died at a young age, before even we were born. So I, I would like to know a little bit about what lessons you learned from your dad that you then repackaged as, uh, and then, you know, basically taught Mark and Craig and I uh, when we were growing up. So, yeah, tell us a bit about your dad, if you don't mind, Dad. Well, I had a happy family life. My dad was a Baptist minister. 
he died at 52 and, and it's my regret that you boys never met him. He was a great man for explaining biblical truths and emphasizing the need for prayer. He always said, you've got the biggest decision in your life to make and that is to follow Christ. However, we had a fairly controlled upbringing. Sundays were the Lord's day, very special days. And my sister Dorothy and I were not allowed to go out to play. There was no television. Mum would have a rest in the afternoon and dad would be boning up on his, ser his sermon for the, the evening. And the house was quiet and like a morgue. And Dorothy and I would be struggling to keep ourselves going during one of these miserable Sunday afternoons. When I got married, my dear wife here had a much more uh, relaxed upbringing. And she taught me to, to be able to be a little bit more relaxed with you guys, where I would have been maybe more demanding, authoritarian. <coughs> and so we took a, an, easier, an easier look at you guys and were able to handle things a little bit differently. Do I go on a wee bit more? Yeah, well, tell us what lessons you learned from your dad that you maybe kind of taught us, that you, you know, that you thought were so important that Craig, Mark and I, you, you kind of drummed that into us at an early age. Well, one of the things I remember very clearly, Mark coming home from school and quite tearfully saying, Dad, I find it very difficult. The headmistress, she's a tiny wee woman, but she's very scary. I said, but Mark, you're a tall, you're the tallest in your class. What are you worrying about? But when she shouts at me, Dad, I feel so very small. And I remember saying, but remember David and Goliath. There are times when you've got to face the giants. And this headmistress, diminutive though she was in stature, she was quite volatile. And when I said, Mark, what are you scared of? When she shouts at me, Dad, I feel so very small. I said, but you've got to learn to face the giants. You've got to learn to be able to say that I want to be able to take my stand and to face these difficulties. And so that was one of the first things, to face the difficulties in life. I remember saying, but Mark, there are certain things you've got to do. You've got to eat, you've got to sleep, you've got to go to the toilet, you've got to go to school. These are fixed things you've got to deal with. No negotiation. You've just got to learn to deal with them. So pray about it and go in and face the giant. Excellent. Second lesson? Yeah, go for it. Second lesson. Here we go then. As the boys grew older, I remember saying, it's important you take your responsibility as adults when you, have your, when you marry, when you've got your own family, when you're the father figure and you're the role model, you've got to take responsibility. You've got to be able to remember to pay your electricity bill, your gas bill, the car repairs. And these are what you would normally call the normal loads of life. The normal loads of life. These are things you have to do. Don't come running to us, the bank of mum and dad, for the normal bits of life that you've had to take responsibility for. But if you ever have an emergency, a real burden, you're, we are the first people to come to. In Galatians chapter 6, it says, each should carry their own load, but be willing to share the burdens. And that was the important thing. Carry your own load, take your own manhood, your, your adulthood, and do it properly. But when you have an emergency, we're the first people to come to. Awesome. Thanks for that, Dad. Okay. Perfect. Thank you for that. So let me uh, move on, uh, Marky. So, you know, those that don't know Mark, because he obviously doesn't go to, to our church, 
this new look that Mark's got. Some of you might think maybe he is maybe he's the, the son of Sean Connery or Graham Norton. That's but we know him as Marky, our brother. He is the, the middle brother, the second uh, best looking, of course, after me. Um, he is the father of four amazing children, Angus, Bryony, Laurie, Angus, uh, sorry, Brian and Laurie just celebrated their 16th birthday, and Callum as well. He's married to an incredible wife, Jenny, and he's the elder of uh, the Seagate Church in Troon. He's pretty high up in the social services. His job title, which is a big one, Head of Services for Children's Health Care and Justice for South Ayrshire Health and Social Care Partnership. Must be a huge business card. Mm. But anyway, enough about you, Marky. Tell us, Mark, what was your first um, or fondest memory of uh, growing up uh, uh, being the son of, of our dad? Where do I start? There's, there's so much to say, isn't there? Um, I, think, I, I think I've got a bunch of kind of um, little quick random little memories. So um, definitely one of dad's uh, first things that he told us as kids growing up was when we went to the swimming pool, it was always one sock, one shoe. And uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a little boy, not really understanding why that was important, when you put two socks on, and you stand in a wet puddle, then you soon understand why one sock and one shoe is important. So that, that has followed all the way through the, the generation to my family who will now say, Dad, one sock, one shoe. So that's number one. The second thing would be Dad's insatiable appetite for um, bringing junk home, whether it was from an old house that he was looking to renovate or whether he was in dumping some stuff from the skip and he would inevitably bring something home Mum would be most displeased, and that would just be another thing. Dad would always try and um, repair something or mend something. Or he always had an interest for bringing tat home and, 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 and would get terribly excited about junk that he would find. So that was another quick memory. The other one was um, hearing a, a, a rumbling noise in our walk-in cupboard and opening the walk-in cupboard, and the light was off. And then it was dad with a jar of pickles uh, drinking the juice. So again, just a memory, uh, just sums up dad drinking the pickle juice in the dark, in the walk-in cupboard. <laughs> and the other one would be, my, my last kind of memory would be dad um, worked for himself. He was an architect, his own business. And uh, every lunchtime he would come home, he would put on this old stinky um, BB top and he would go running. And he would do about five miles every lunchtime. About five miles, Dad. It was something like that. It was, it was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. But then he would come home and he'd have two rolls, a bowl of soup, and enough chocolate biscuits to run a women's guild for a year. And he would never know. He would never understand why he wasn't losing weight. He would always say, I don't know. I'm running five miles a day. And wouldn't really get <laughs> the, the, the intake of food at lunchtime. So they would be some of my... Just quirky memories of that. And, and give us, give us one, one lesson, Marky. One lesson that you think you've you've uh, learned from Dad that you've now passed on to your children as a father yourself. So again, I have to say, there's there's lots of things. Um, Dad gave just me one, just this, one. This, oh. Dad gave me this Bible, um, and uh, when I was 17 years old, and this would still be my most precious uh, item. If anyone was to ask me this, I had it when I was 17 years old, and I think the importance of reading the Bible is absolutely central to uh, what makes me who I am and my children. And the other bit that Dad said 
was taking responsibility. Uh, we all had experiences when we got things wrong and dad was never um, one to encourage us uh, to duck responsibility. It was going down and see Mrs. McGregor to say sorry. It was going to see the school teacher and admit that you'd done something wrong. It was facing up to responsibilities and they would be the, 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 the two things I would say. Yep. Perfect. Thanks for that, Marky. That's, that's awesome. So let's move on to Craig. So Craig is the youngest of the brothers. Um, everybody in the Gate Church knows Craig. For the international people watching, um, Craig is a man who's rippling with muscle. He's managed to build muscle on top of muscle. Uh, he enters various UK strongman competition. His uh, favorite discipline is the Atlas Stone. Um, and he uses his strength to work in Bristol's uh, helicopters as an aeronautical engineer. Um, he's an awesome family, a beautiful wife and daughter, Jenny and Isla. But I remember, Craig, um, when, as Dad was talking about facing the Giants, the other sort of flip to that was face the Lions. Um, and he kind of used that when we would come back from school and Dad, I've got a problem with this, a problem with that. And Mark touched on this a little bit as well. Um, and to face the lions was not to duck, not to shy away from life's problems, but to face them on, to persevere through them. Um, and I know you, for one, Craig, have had a huge number of issues over the last couple of months. Um, can you give us like a couple of minutes of what those issues were and how did that make you feel? Yeah, obviously, um, has been the last few months have been quite quite tough. Um, my wife uh, Jenny was in hospital with. Um, strep pneumonia um just just the last just in april there so march april may so it was it was really difficult she she got tested for covid 19 and um it then transpired that she had strep pneumonia so she had to go to nine wells hospital for that the diag she got diagnosed um with the strep i had to be operated on so from then she had to go down to in the Royal Infirmary. So, yeah, it was it was a really challenging time. Um, How long was she in hospital for, Craig? She was in hospital for just under three weeks. So Three weeks, man. So, so you were at home then um, with, you know, you're trying to manage your own job, which is in Aberdeen. You live in Dundee. You've got a, a young, amazing daughter. Um, Jenny's got her own business. I mean, so you were having to face some major lions during that kind of episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, my work were really good with me. They were they were really supportive, um, so that wasn't a problem. Obviously, during that time, the the business because of of COVID was having to close. So the the worst staff phoning and asking about the next steps to take. Um, Jenny's sister was was such a good help with the business. She was she was able to to, to be um, a great support and help me out in that. Um, but yeah, I mean it's. Isla, Isla was, was great actually. Um, at first I thought with the, the whole COVID um, lockdown it would be difficult to get support with Isla, but she was really she was she was really good for me and I think um, where I would maybe be sitting thinking and worrying about things, you know, I was out on the trampoline <laughs> for an hour or two a day and it just kinda took my mind my mind off off things and she you know she was really she was really good. Um yeah. Good. It was a good support, and I think we were able to, to help each other out on, on that. And, and do you think do you think kind of the influence from Dad during when you were in the younger years of Craig face 
Alliance, do you think that kind of helped in your facing the challenges that you had during that time? Absolutely. I think it's a good grounding. And I think Dad, Dad and Mum have both been really hard workers over the years. I would say that about them. Um, and good role models and a great work ethic. So good. The good. only way to go is forward in a situation like that. You know, there's there's no alternative. Um, so and like you say, like Dad said, he, he's taught us about responsibility and being responsible for our family. And there was times I found it really tough. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to say I didn't. There was times I, I found it. There was moments that I found it really hard. But um, obviously, the church were a great support. And there's scriptures and, and um, you know, messages I would often look back at. So I do really want to thank everybody who, who did support me in that. Obviously, Jenny's family were, were an amazing support. And, and obviously, all, all the Anglers and all, all of you were, were an amazing support. So I really do humbly thank everybody for your support with this. It was, it was a tough time, but I think it makes you realise what's important in life. Um, it makes you realise... It's a, it, it's a grounding for you, and it really makes you realise um, what's important to you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, although it was a struggle, um, we've come through it. Just last week, she got a, an x-ray, and it came through clear. Um, the doctors said it came through better than uh, even they could have expected. So that's yeah. a, it's a massive answer to prayer. Um, it's yeah. something that we're, we're, we're so happy about. Um, so going forward, things are looking good um, for the for our, um, so, so no, thank you. Awesome, Craig. Uh, so that's a great, uh, great story. Great story. Um, um, yeah. So I mean, just just to sort of finish up. I mean, I think it's clear that to have a, a an influential role model, father figure in your life. Uh, is really important. It doesn't necessarily need to be a biological father. It can be somebody who yeah. you look up to, who, res- who you respect, who can feed you uh, wisdom and biblical truths. And um, there are people out there who do not know Father God, who don't have a positive father figure. And just to conclude and just to finish up this, this session here, Dad, um, as our father, would you want to just finish off um, and just pray for us? Um, pray for those that don't know um, they do, who don't know a fatherly figure, who don't know Father God. Would you mind just doing that? On you. There we go. Thank you, boys. You weren't too harsh on me. We're going to pray. We're just going to pray right now for those of us who haven't yet found the fatherhood of God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for our fathers. We thank you for our families. We thank you for the happy times that we have with our families. We thank you for the encouragement and the discipline. Yes, the discipline as well. But Lord, there are those of us who have only known judgmental, critical, and perhaps even abusive fathers, and they have a distorted vision of the fatherhood of God. Lord, we pray that you would give a revelation of yourself, that you are a loving, caring, forgiving God, and that you want the best for us. We can call you Abba, Father, as part of your family that you are in fact the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you, Lord, that we are part of the family of God. And that as though our, although our home is here now in this imperfect world, we know that with you, Christ, in heaven, there's our destiny. We will reign with you forever. 
Help us to get to know you better, Lord, and to trust you as our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and all that you will do for us in the future. For your dear name's sake. Amen. 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 Thank you, Amen. Mom and Dad. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Thank you.